Shut up and sit down. What is going on? Welcome to this week's episode, episode 108 of the SCS Guys. I'm Jeremy. Hey, hey, it's Larry. Hey, guys, it's Nate. And I'm Scott. And this week, we also have a very, very special guest, Chuck. Yeah, Chuck. Guys, thanks for having me, man. Really appreciate it. Chuck from Chuck Loda Comics. Welcome. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Like, this has been, you've been on my future guest list for a while, so I'm glad we were able to finally make it happen. I appreciate it, man. I don't do like any live streams, but you guys are so cool. I was like, yeah, you invited me. I'm like, absolutely, <laughs> SDS guys, I'm in. Awesome. No, that's awesome. Well, real quick, just so, just so that way everyone knows who Chuck is. Like I said, Chuck, kind of like, give, give us a, a little spiel about your, your channel and kind of what you do. Uh, what we do, I mean, every single Sunday, we we, we are obviously a YouTube channel, Chuck Loda Comics. Um, like and subscribe. We... <laughs> We do sort of a weekly breakdown. We do sort of the, the weekly nerd in review, everything from movie reviews, comic book talk, um, everything that happens in the world of fandom over the past seven days, we break it down in about a 20 minute segment um, every single Sunday. So just if, if it dropped this week and it's somewhat nerdy, we, we break it down every Sunday on the Chuck Loader Ch- Comics channel on YouTube. Now that's, so, that, that's awesome. Like I said, you have like sub, some of the most like creatively put together content. I said the, huh. the, that I think I've yeah. seen. Like I said, I I, I said a, a while back. I said I think when I said Infinity War came out, um, I think I, I actually got to contribute to your channel. I said with the with the Thanos, uh, with, yes. with, with one of the Thanos videos. Um, so it's no, it's definitely appreciate your channel. Like I said, it's it's super super high quality. And I said, and, and for all of our listeners, you definitely got to check out Chuck on Chuck Loda Comics yeah. because I said I, it's it's a you're gonna be in for for a real treat. I, I appreciate I that, by the way, because I mean, yeah. you're just talking about the Thanos thing. Yeah, we were doing like the history of Thanos, and we sent sort of a blast out to you guys and a couple other podcasters. And it was like, hey, man, just give us your favorite Thanos moment. And you guys did an amazing job. You you deep dived on about two or three massive Thanos comics, and it was killer. Yeah. We threw up the flag, and you guys answered big time. So that was great. Yeah, that was fun. That was like like uh, Jeremy said. Like that was years ago. Yeah, that was yeah, a while ago. Yeah. So that no, was, I, that was like, towards I, the time when we started. Yeah. Yeah, which is probably around the same time Chuck started. So yeah, I think, much. right? G- give or take. Um, I remember J- Jeremy's the one who found your channel. He's like, dude, you got to check this guy's stuff out. It's super high quality, uh, super awesome. Like your intros, your uh, your design the, on the, saying, the videos. The, it's it's all awesome. The uh, the kind of container that you put it in that has kind of a, the overlays. Uh, the overlays look yeah, like legit. It's like it's a legit news channel overlay. Yeah, like I, I enjoy it. We took what they were doing at Sports Center and we totally ripped it off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. It, it. In, well, a looks, very, looks in a very, in a very good clean, way, though. Yeah, I mean, you really yeah. do a good job. I'm just going to echo what these guys are saying. The polish is is there for sure. I, I really enjoy the the work that you clearly put into it because it, it really shows. It's a labor of love, man. It's it's a nonstop. I mean, we're glued to all the to Twitter and all the social media channels. Like when something drops, I write it down on a piece of paper and it's like, yeah, that's going to the show. So it's fun. So I'm gonna call out this this uh, thing because here uh, everyone gets toy backgrounds except for Chuck. He gets fish. <laughs> I, fish. I like the fish. Though. You like fish. I appreciate. It. I was thinking about starting a pescatarian lifestyle, so I figured <laughs> if I'm gonna eat nothing but fish. I'm gonna I'm gonna start with goldfish. Work my way way up to cichlids. You know, if you're gonna eat nothing but fish, you should just eat your own fish. So yep. we're starting with 
the Roku backdrop just to see if I can see if I like it. Just, just nice. start with there. Uh, like I said, one of my favorite quotes from Silicon Valley. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I almost actually stayed. Like I said, so speaking of that comment, uh, Scott, like I, said, I almost almost redid the background just for this episode so we could actually bring out the comics. I, the you, you know, um, like I was thinking, like I should have prepped better and and created a couple of overlays ourselves, but I uh, I dropped the ball on that one. Hey, Nate has one comic. I have <laughs> one comic. There it is. Batman New Fifty Two Number One. So, I have, like I said, I have, like I said, I got my my my, my wall books. Nice. Look at that basement. Oh, this is this is a loft. It's yeah. actually yeah. Oh, yeah. Better here. I'll just bring out the the signed Infinity Gauntlet. It's upside down. There you go. <laughs> there you go. We we all have our comics handy. I've got I a don't. short couple of short boxes in my closet, but <laughs> yeah. I've got Good. the one Batman so. comic out right now. So cool. So now, guys. We we introduced Chuck, but I, we, we missed something. We didn't do something that we normally do, and it's throwing me off. What? It's been a week. It it's been it, a week. Been a week. It's been a week. It has been a week. All right, <laughs> all right. So who's got some? It's been a week fire this week. I I don't have like a a, a it true. It's been a week, but I I did discover something about myself today oh of all things. <laughs> Scott, it's okay. Yeah, Scott, what is it, Scott? So, so, so if you guys know, I I have quite a few pets, right? I have, you know, three big dogs and and a cat, and I definitely don't need any more. And I know this full well, but today, Uh while drinking at a a bar, (laughs) I realized that they were having an adoption event for puppies. And guess who has zero willpower? <laughs> this guy apparently. Well, only when it comes to buying a dog. Given a new family edition. Stuff. I don't have a new family edition, but I had to get drug out of that bar. Yeah. Before I ended up buying another dog. Well, how, how many dogs do you have right now? Three. Yeah. All right, three. Two. They're not small dogs though. They're they are big not. Dogs. No. Like one's a mastiff. She's over hundred pounds, and I got a couple uh, sixty pounders. So I definitely don't need. <laughs> another what kind of dog were you, what kind of dog were you just about to buy uh a sh- german shepherd mix jesus man <laughs> yeah another big dog yeah but over. but to me those are just overgrown rodents those aren't dogs oh, oh that's sad uh, let me go get my overgrown rodents <laughs> oh, I'm, like, I'm like i gotta go get my overgrown rodent <laughs> you're insulting a lot of people right now i, I probably yeah. am but yeah my, my cat is listening <laughs> I, I, ha- I have i have my cat uh surprise your cat's not going after those fish yeah he doesn't care he's <laughs> too busy puking on the floor right now yeah. oh great that's awesome yeah. so that that was it that's my story i found out that for all the willpower that i indeed have it's not the color yellow that is my weakness it is puppies <laughs> <laughs> so you would have had a story if you would have went to Tucson with me for oh, Tucson Comic Con last yeah, dude, weekend, no. oh, I, I, you, you asked. I implicitly was like, uh, "Hell no." Nah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well how, you, how was it, Larry? Was it worth it? Of course not. <laughs> I, 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 can, I can already tell you this. I can already tell you the story before he even says it. I'm like, it's Tucson Comic Con. All right. So the problem with Tucson Comic Con is we, we live in Phoenix. Tucson's like it's like an hour and a half away from my house. Uh, when Jeremy and I went last year. We spent about two hours walking. We, you know, we, we drove down, spent about two hours walking around, and then we're like, so do we just head back? 
I basically did the same thing this year. You spend you as know, much, you spend more time driving there than you do like at the at con. the con. It is very. It's. I mean, I don't want to say it's this, but but they basically use up the space of a uh, maybe two gymnasium, like high school gymnasiums put together. Like it is not. They just don't have enough things to draw people in. It like, was hard. It was all right. It was. Yeah. It, it was. It was better. It, like, if you're into comic books and you know collectibles and arts and that kind of stuff like it, it was something to do on a sunday so it, it, i'm glad i went um i met paul blake somebody asked me who paul blake is who's paul blake who's paul blake <laughs> he's the guy who is greedo in star wars <laughs> oh cool <laughs> the famous <laughs> paul blake <laughs> that's awesome yeah they got lots of folks over there did he that say was... that he shot first yeah so so i happen to have a greedo funko pop um so I, I brought it with me. He signed it. He wrote Han shot first on it. He was a really nice guy. Um, so that was fun. Uh, Hacksaw Jim Dugan, WWE Hall of Famer was there too. You're Dugan about to say Duggan. Duggan, I, I don't know. I, I have no Jim idea. Duggan. That Hacksaw guy. Was there. It, which, Larry, you were about to say superstar, weren't you? Yeah, probably. He's a superstar. <laughs> in the, in the 80s, they were WWF superstars. <laughs> that's Okay, that's true. It's an accurate statement. So he was there. A Power Ranger guy was there. Uh, somebody who does voices on Five Nights at Freddy's was there. But that was it. Did you so they, the they don't. They don't I, I didn't. He doesn't have no. a pop. Okay. Uh, I thought about it. That's why I went with the Greedo pop. Because, again, I own the Greedo pop. So, like, whatever. Um, yeah, so, like, those are the guests. The good thing is, like, I didn't have to wait very long. There was only one person in line in front of me. So that was nice. Uh, then they had some comic artists. They had a guy who, uh, like... Uh, but the Brian Polito guy who does Lady Death is always there. Well, like they got some okay, okay comic guests. What? He co-owns that convention. Well, that's why he was there. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. he was there. You, if you if you paid to, I don't know, own it, you probably want to show up to it. Yeah, I didn't say it was a surprise. He's so, a, uh, he he's was actually, there. Like he's actually the, really the nice usual, guy, like Zia Records. Uh, the, the fun thing about uh, Tucson Comic Con is they also have a Goodwill booth. I was to say that's the highlight of the con. Uh, so it's they. The, the Goodwill. Yeah, we were at, we, I'm sorry, we were at Star Wars Celebration. They had the same thing. They had a Goodwill booth at Star Wars Celebration in Chicago. Really? They, they took all. They went to all the Chicago-based uh, Goodwills, and they collected all just the Star Wars-based stuff. And yep. so, you everything was so cheap, man. Everything was like five dollar T-shirts, toasters in the shape of Darth Vader's head. It was the it was the hottest little booth. Oh yeah. So, like good it's, and there's a goodwill booth man that's that's the one to go to it's kind of a, like it's it, on paper it sounds kind of funny but you're right like i think this one saves up everything right and everything superhero related at star wars um and just like some random stuff there and like you said pretty much goodwill prices maybe like high-end goodwill prices um because right they, they're trying to get every cent they can out of it i just think it's kind of weird that like it's probably somebody's job to filter out all the star wars stuff and be like oh no we can't sell this at the normal store yeah. we have to save it for tucson comic-con that's yeah. take that flash shirt and take it to the yeah, yeah. It's like 900 copies of the, the the remastered versions of george lucas's original trilogy yeah <laughs> like, nobody's buying this crap with the, the cgi job of the hut in it so it's yeah no it. nothing right? these will sell at tucson guys i promise yeah, yeah. Um, so that was fun. Uh, the one thing that I was excited about is uh, the the pin company yesterday's who I follow on Instagram, who they usually have a booth at San Diego and stuff too. Uh, they were sharing a booth at Tucson Comic Con. So I was able to buy some WWE uh, pins that I've had my eye on for a while without paying shipping. So 
uh, I went home with some stuff. It was, it was, uh, it wasn't bad. Nice. What kind of pin did you get? Like, uh, well, they had a deal that was $10 each or six for 40. So I bought six cause why not? Oh, so I got point. what ballpoint felt tip. Uh, no. And they're enamel pins. Oh, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I think he might be leading you on there a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I felt I felt for it. Uh, so right, you I got right Ultimate, into it. I got legends like uh, Ultimate Warrior, Hulk Hogan, nice. uh, Mankind, but they're like they're just the heads. They're like Hasbro style. Uh, I posted the Ultimate Warrior one up on my Instagram, but uh, they're pretty cool. You can buy them on their website and stuff too. I almost bought them a while back, but I didn't want to pay shipping. So thank you, Tucson Comic Con. You made me spend forty dollars on pins. Well, you so, got two free at that deal, right? Exactly, right? Can't be that. Deal. Yeah, so that's it. Now, Solid. so, so Larry, the the thing that you you did after the con is the reason why I was like, I am not going down with you. You so got the tell real you, reason I went to Tucson. Real, yeah. So what what happened after the con? Where did you go? So I got some delicious barbecue at Brush Fire, and then I hung around Tucson for a couple hours and went to the Rialto Theater to see one of my favorite bands, Caro Caro Bonito. Nice. Remember, remember the other week when we talked about how Larry and I got f- were the only ones to get frisked at a concert. Yeah, full of hipsters. <laughs> it was those guys. Uh, it was those guys. Wait, Larry is that, went is again. that me, likey, likey? Yeah. No, 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 that's oh, twice. That's uh, twice. KKB is like. Oh God, KKB. Yeah, KKB. Hey man, I've been to two concerts this year. I'm I'm all in. I would have bought a t-shirt, but they didn't have my size. Larry's been to enough concerts where he now calls them by their like initials (laughs) instead of the actual letters. That's what real fans call them, Jeremy. (laughs) It's okay. Um, now we know KKB. Yeah, KKB. Right, so, uh, so, so they're when, like when you, when you Japanese, come... UK indie pop fusion. Like I don't know what they're, but they're awesome. All right, so when you come to Austin, they say we, we got to go to KKB because they're they said because they're here all the time. I am I am absolutely in. Yeah. And so at least th- this time, Larry. The question I have to ask you is this: When we went there again, this is like indie rock. With like a Japanese pop feel to it, uh, the kids started moshing when we went to the concert the first time. Did the mosh pit occur in Tucson? Uh, not really. There was a lot of jumping, but uh, no, no pushing. That's Tucson is a much more civilized yeah. crowd than Mesa. So, yeah, so, so, so the crowd there must not be huge. Uh, it was pretty solid, really. But both times, both times when Scott and I went too, uh, it was it was uh, there were a lot of people there. And same for Tucson, especially Tucson's a smaller city than Phoenix, right? So uh, it was surprisingly crowded. Yeah, cool. It was cool. cool. What about you, Nate? I heard you did something cool. Yeah, um, I got to uh, be on the Toy Photographers podcast. Um, so they're pretty much available anywhere podcasts are found, SoundCloud, Spotify, Anchor, uh, you name it, you can find them anywhere. Uh, but yeah, I was on episode 11 with uh, Dakota, who... Uh, we were talking toys, toy photography. I mean, you guys see I collect a lot of toys. If you guys don't know, I do toy photography. Um, so you can find me on my account, figurefan underscore Nate. Uh, and we're just kind of just talking, you know, how I got into it, uh, how I started collecting um, and sort of what we feel about the toy community. And uh, it was it was awesome. It was really fun talking to Dakota. I had a lot of uh, a good time with him. If you guys haven't checked out the podcast, please check them out. Toy Photographers Podcast. Uh, they're at Toy Photocast on Instagram. Um, the host with D- Dakota, he makes some really awesome custom dioramas at his personal Instagram, which is at Dagobah Days underscore Days. 
And then they also do a great feature page for Mezco toys, which you can see uh, right over here. I love my Mezcos, uh, but it's what at uh, 1.12.collective. Um, so they do a lot of features with that. So I had a great time. Please go check out the episode. Hopefully you guys like it. Cool. I know I listened to it on the way home from work yesterday. Um, it was my I, first time listening to their podcast, and it was it was really good. I'm going to check out some more of the episodes. Yeah, nice. Well, yeah. It was it was definitely a good uh, a good interview to kind of talk about because yeah, I've I've heard you on a couple of different shows, but I never really got the uh, whole like how did he get started story. So yeah. it was kind of cool to hear that. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, he, you know, came prepared with questions. It was great just talking with him. Uh, they do a really good job just kind of asking, you know, not service level stuff, kind of more specific to me. Like, how did you get, you know, start liking Batman and how did you get into toy photos and all that stuff? So it, it was a really great time talking to him. I had a lot of fun. Yeah. It was cool. I, I got a small, it's been a week. Oh, yeah. I, I actually just thought of it and just now rather than even before the show um so i actually picked up that game uh death stranding oh nice um it is the weirdest game i've ever played in my entire life it is almost i've so, heard some mixed reviews so so basically is it just i mean it, it's is it a code it's a kojima game so like let's just put it that way oh, it, oh is it the one with norman reedus yes. yeah yep so literally <laughs> like i said like i said it's like I don't know if I'd like it, but I don't know if I hate it. Like it's <laughs> you're very indifferent. Let's, you're let's, let's, let's just put it this way. Let's just put it this way. So yesterday I stayed up to like one a.m. playing it, but I didn't enjoy playing it. But I couldn't stop. <laughs> That's like, kind of sad. I, there's been a couple of games where I played. Like I'm I'm because it, it's free. I'm going through Neo right now. And uh, that game is like super hard. And I, I keep finding myself after like an hour or two going into it being like, why am I frustrating myself to this point? Like I keep losing. Why do I keep playing this game? And we'll have to set it down. But then the next time I pick up my remote, I'm like, oh, Neil, let's go ahead and play that. No, it's yeah, so th this game like, is like I said, it's you literally like I said the, the object of the game is to deliver packages. So basically, yeah. it's, it's basically Amazon, like the game. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like it's Paperboy a, for the 21st yeah, century. Yeah, exactly. Chuck's got it. it. It's Paperboy Modern. Yeah, it's it's that. <laughs> but he's got no bike, right? He's Can you shatter windows and like take out dogs and and, and trash mailboxes? No, you, you walk around. That's the best part about you. You walk around say, and you try to avoid just the rain. Dirty, you just dirty Norman Reedus now. <laughs> yeah, it's but like I said, it's it's like so weird because it's, it's almost like that that sickening thing. Like you know what? This has got to get better. So I'm like, so I got, so I got, I got to keep playing. I'm like, they wouldn't just like put this game out with like, you know, it's just like being, you know, a complete turd. So I'm like, it's, they, they, I'm like, it's got to get better. So like yesterday, I, I came in the mail because I, I pre ordered it from Amazon. Um, came in the mail. And so I, I invested like a good five hours into it yesterday. And yeah, it's literally the weirdest experience ever. Well, and it's, just, and it's also weird to see like Norman Reedus being Norman Reedus like in the game as well like it's like so incredibly lifelike Norman Reedus well that and then his like advisor is Guillermo del Toro <laughs> like it's what? Yeah. Also, and isn't one of the bad guys Mads Mikkelsen yeah yeah <laughs> like, I mean they got some crazy talent for the game and I was interested in it because it's a Kojima game you know he made so, Metal Gear Solid like I mean he's got a pretty good track record like, but it, it from what I've heard it's pretty weird and 
a little bit boring at times. It is it is incredibly weird. So because I, I started reading through some of the reviews too, I'm like I'm like it's got to get better, right? And so everyone everyone's saying like said after like ten hours into it, like I said it 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 changes a, a, a little bit. So I'm hoping to get to to that point. Wait, um, ten I, hours? But, ten no, hours. But but yeah. apparently I said this is like a huge game. Like, it's it's supposedly really big. It's and, supposed to be like really, yeah, really big. It, it changes. I, I really feel like this was when Kojima signed on with Sony. They wrote him a blank check, and he's like, "I'm gonna get my celebrity friends to do some weird shit." Hold on, watch, and people will buy it. Yeah, and count me, count me in. I I I bought it. Um. So yeah, I've been playing through that. It's weirdly interesting. So you're playing it right now, aren't you? Well, yeah. <laughs> he's like, like I the, am the funny thing is, like, right before right before the podcast, I like, said so that's what that's what <laughs> oh, there it is. Nice. I uh, see. I know oh. that. I know that menu screen. You have to let me know how you feel because I was tempted because I just recently bought a game too. I went and bought Outer Worlds, but I was debating on Death Stranding or Outer Worlds. Outer I went with Outer Worlds, good. and I've been loving it. Or if it, you, yeah, if you loved Fallout, uh, Fallout New Vegas. It's all the best things of Fallout. It's it's a, a whole lot of fun. I'm really enjoying it. Fallout New Vegas in space with a smaller open world. Yeah, just really well polished. The story's good. The interactions with characters is great. Um, the weapons are awesome. You know, it's it, constantly interesting. If you guys are interested at all in uh, Outer Worlds, I really recommend it. And from what I've seen, it's kind of hard to find because I actually went to a Best Buy to pick it up. Uh, and they were sold out and it was sold out all across the valley. They didn't have it in store anywhere in the valley. And then I called a GameStop and they're also like, yeah, we don't have it in stock either. So I had to order it online and get it sent to me. But uh, definitely recommend it. It's great. No, like Scott, is that one of your nine dogs barking in the background? That is not mine. <laughs> no. That would be my little... Okay. Uh, that, do you really think that's that's <laughs> bark that's the, is a, of a large animal? No. That's, that's the one he quote unquote did not adopt today. Yeah, yeah that's... <laughs> That's the puppy that's now <laughs> hidden from from all. Your wife doesn't know. Not yeah, no, no one knows. Cool. But I did get that dog. So it sounds <laughs> who want, like who want this dog? <laughs> so we're moving on, Scott. So it sounds like uh, we all had a good week. Uh, we asked Chuck to come on, just kind of talk about whatever, but mostly about Comic Cons because Chuck lives in the Chicago area, and uh, what was it? Maybe about a month ago. Uh, Ace Comic Con pulled up to weeks ago. Yeah, it was like like yeah. three three weeks ago, maybe maybe four. I guess it was about a month ago. Yeah. Time flies. Yeah, so Ace Comic Con came back to Midwest, Chicago, whatever you want to call it this time. Um, yeah. Like how how was that? Did you go to the first one? I last did, year? and I mean Ace. The one that happened this year was at a completely different location than the one that happened last year. Oh, like that's last right. Year. Last year was at uh, Navy Pier, right? The Navy Pier, which you know on the surface seems like a really cool place to have Comic Con. Right yeah. downtown, they got a Ferris wheel and it's tons of fun. But the convention center itself is kind of lame. Uh, so this year they decided let's have it at a proper convention center, and it was just night and day. It was it was phenomenal. Uh, Ace is just getting really really cool. It gets you know some people hate on it a little bit because it's not really focused on comics. It's more of a fan convention. I don't know if you guys have been to the Ace when it came when it came out uh, west. Yes, yeah, so we've been to we've so, been to the Phoenix one both times. Yeah, it's it's a fan based Comic Con actually. Yeah. They did a Forbes magazine article on it uh, like about a week ago. You see that where it's, yeah. it's like it's said that it's like the fastest growing fan based Comic Con in the nation, and it's really it's, it's if, if you guys haven't been to Ace, you should absolutely check it out. It's it's for fans of the movies. It's a place where you can get photo ops. It's a place where you can 
you know, get uh, autographs and stuff. And it's really just for fans to go see panels and, and interact with hyper famous people. Like the, the, the guest list at Ace is just madness. It's, they yeah. got, it, it, the entire like cast of the Avengers was there and just included their ticket price. You, you don't have to wait in line to go to panels, which is what absolutely blew my mind. It's just the panel space is it, it isn't in a separate room like it is at most conventions where you gotta wait in line, go into Hall H or whatever. It's just right there on the show floor. The stage is just right there. They set up all the chairs so you can just go from the con floor to the panel, back to the con floor. And that's I mean that's my favorite part about Ace. Is it's just it's all right there, it's all accessible. Um, Artist Alley is just like this really small artist alley. They had some amazing talent. They had Larry Hama there, they had Andy Park there, they just had incredible people. Super accessible, no crazy lines. Um, yeah, Ace is badass, man. I'm, I'm really digging Ace. That's awesome. Did they? Um, I wanted to ask because at Phoenix they did this, uh, but did they have the interviews on TVs at all throughout the con? They did. They had they did? Uh, closed circuit televisions littered throughout the place. They had them. Uh, they obviously had the big jumbotrons at, at the stage itself, which again is right there on the show floor. You can you could be standing, going through long boxes, and watching the main panel like right there. There's no. That's there was no barrier. There's no, you know, curtain you got to step behind. I mean, it's just, it's all right there in the middle and it's all on closed circuit TV. If the seats fill up, you can just watch it wherever they had them going in the bathroom. I mean, they had them everywhere. Yeah. That's like, awesome. Literally, like you're, cool. you're, you can take a leak and you can listen to the panel and you don't miss it. <laughs> no. yeah, from what I recall, that's one of the only cons that's ever done that. And like you said, it's really cool. Cause if you don't want to go wait, you know, an hour to get a front row seat, you can actually watch it while you're, you know, exploring other booths and, yeah. and feel like you're not missing out. It's it's a pretty cool idea. I really enjoy that about Ace. If you watch some of our videos, we did. Uh, we had a booth space uh, that was actually located really close to the main stage. Uh, I think we were talking to it was Andy Park or somebody. Like, we were having a really cool interview with a really really badass guest, and Chris Hemsworth comes on stage like mid <laughs> mid interview, and just the crowd goes buck wild. So we start talking about, hey, Chris, Chris. Thor is talking right behind our interview. He's interrupting our interview, the bastard. <laughs> but it's all right there. I mean, and so yeah, Ace no, is awesome. Like, like I said, like Ace is great because it, uh, like, at least for here and a lot of the places, also, they go more for like, and like the entertainment spaces. Like, ours is in a hockey stadium. So you actually have all that built in stadium seating for all the panels, which makes it really nice that you can. You know, the concourses all have the TVs so you can see it. it. But yeah, they have like tiered seating. So no matter where you are, you're going to be able to look down and see that stage. Like there's there's enough seats for every single ticket sold, which is just it's they're the only people who have done that that I've ever seen at a convention. There's no waiting in line. Yeah. It's just if you want to go see it, go see it. If you want to keep on looking through long boxes, it's on a TV right there and you can just watch it. Yeah. Which, like you said, for for the A-list talent they bring in, like that's really cool. Yeah, we did awesome. the math. I don't want to, you know, I don't know how they do it, but we kind of did the math on how, what they must be paying some of these these guests. Because, I mean, this year in Midwest, it was Tom Holland. It was Jake Gyllenhaal. It was Chris Hemsworth. It was uh, Brie Larson, Tessa Thompson, pretty much everybody. I mean, wow. all we, and they had uh, guys from Game of Thrones. Uh, oh, yeah. Kit Harrington. Kit Harrington. Yeah. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Captain Phasma. Yeah. It was madness. It was crazy. All included on like a dirt cheap ticket price. Yeah. Um, so like, so, right, so we've been following Ace since the beginning, uh, right? Their first one was uh, in New Jersey and they had a bunch of the DC people. That was awesome. The first Phoenix one, they the brought Long a bunch Island, of Marvel people. Yeah, Long Island. 
Yeah, uh, that's right. Uh, the Fierce Phoenix one, they started bringing in Marvel people. Like all, all, all the ones for the year and a half that they've been doing conventions have been really good. But then I think Chicago or, or Midwest, they took it up another notch. This just when you think, was, yeah, just when you think that, oh my God, they can't get any better. The, the one they just had was just yeah. amazing. It was hitherto undreamt of, to quote yeah. Doctor Strange. <laughs> it, was, it was nuts. Now, my question is, where do they go from here? Because, I mean, they pre you don't want to recycle the same guests over and over again. I'm, I'm hoping that maybe next year they venture into the Star Wars. You know, they start getting some of those guests in, which they've never really done before. Tap something that isn't necessarily, or the DC universe. They, they, they've, yeah. they've done the Marvel thing over and over again. There's only so many times you can get an autograph of the, you know, sort of the same. And I'm not poo-pooing Ace at all, but. I'm no, hoping I, that they sort of venture into the Star Wars and maybe some of the DC well, stuff. Well, I think well, next pretty... year they're going to have to to figure out something because we don't really have any big, big movies coming out. Like uh, there's some Disney Plus stuff, but there's no real there's big like Black Widow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you, you have David Harbor and what's her name showing up, but yeah, like there's not like the there's not an Endgame or an yeah. Infinity War or something that's like that big. Yeah. huge fan event so they're gonna have to look into like yeah star wars uh or uh you know some of these DC. other some of the like, DC, of, some of these other fandoms to try to get those big guests. The, the star wars universe i think yeah, they really think are because so. that's that's sort of untapped for the ace people and they're done with the, the trilogy they're you know ace is gonna say hey you want a million dollars for a weekend of just sitting there yeah. who's gonna say no to that yeah <laughs> take yeah take like 700 photos and call it a day you know no, like I was saying, we just did please. the math. It, it's crazy if you think how much they charge for photos because they do charge a lot for photo ops. Yeah. That's the one thing about Ace is they charge a lot for photo ops. They charge a lot for 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 autographs. So if you do the math, you know, a photo op every single thirty seconds over the course uh, at two hundred bucks a pop over the course of three days, they gotta be giving these people like a million dollars for a weekend. Yeah, I, if, if I would, I would for half the cost. Go just sit and take photos for for eight hours a day for three days. Yeah, everyone wants to pay half a million dollars to take pictures of Scott. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, Tom Holland, Tom Holland was he, he was in mid production of his, his latest film. He left the set, came to Chicago for three days, flew in, flew right back onto the set, and probably made more at Ace than he did for the film. <laughs> That's, That's crazy. crazy. So That's he's, nuts. you know, Stephen Seamus is, is really sort of honed what people want because it's a very different style of comica you know it's really for the fans it's for, for people to see celebrities yeah, yeah what absolutely. A lot of people want. and i think a lot of people are kind of i don't want to say tired of the guests that come to most comic cons but you see the same folks over and over again and it's not often the big huge names like they may get one the big name <laughs> yeah and it's kind of like they get the one big name and then it's all you know people that haven't done anything for a while or yeah, did something really cool back in the day. Uh, but Aces, there's not a lot of people like that. It's like, this is just everybody who's in the movies that you're watching right now. Yeah, yeah, that's never been done before. Well, no. Well, and I think it also goes back to, you know, you know Steve Seamus, too, and, and, and the connection he has in the industry. Because, like I said, he he basically took all the star power from Wizard World. Because it says he can since he was pretty associated with Wizard World. Because like I said, I'm, I'm actually going to Wizard World Austin tomorrow. Um, and the guests that are there compared to like I said, what he's what they're able to get at Ace, it's night and day difference. Um, yeah. and it's just and it's it's just like I said, it's the it's the power of that uh, of bringing it over that that star power over into like I said starting your own convention too. So it's 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 ridiculous it's crazy ridiculous. 
If I can say something about Stephen Seamus, um, he actually came over to our booth and hung out with us for a while. He didn't want to do an interview. We really wanted to sit down and, and pick his brain about how Ace happened. He said, I don't like being on camera, but he's the nicest guy in the world, Stephen Seamus. I mean, he sat there and just talked to us for, for like 20 minutes. Just, you know, he was gushing over us and we were gushing over him. Super nice dude. Uh, biggest thing I can say about Stephen Seamus is if you follow these social media groups for Ace Comic Con, like the Ace Comic Con uh, official fan group and stuff like that, he's on these things. Like he, we, I don't know if you guys were watching any of our coverage pre Ace Comic Con, we were doing these mystery guest announcements yeah. where they, they gave us a mystery guest and we would do a live announcement, like live on the Chuckload of Comics channel. And so I would start promoting these things on the fan groups and people just started hating on us. They're like, this is clickbait, this is crap, this is a lie, this is clickbait, forget this guy, he's not associated with Ace Comic Con. Stephen Chambers got on those chats and said, no guys, Chuck Loder Comics is a friend of ours and this is legit. So, I mean, what other owner of a comic convention would do that and actually get into the, the nitty gritty of the live chats for just a fan? This wasn't even the official ace, this was like the, the fan group. Yeah, yeah. I, I would almost fun. say, I, I, did, I did see that interaction. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was stewing. I was like, I Shauna, do I say something? He's like, no, don't say anything. Just let it go. I'm like, well, no, me, know, me knowing you, and like, I'm like, I know this is legit. I almost felt bad for you. At the same time, I was like, hey, wait a minute. This is pretty cool. Like, Ace is letting Chuck it out to guests. Like, this is amazing. Um, yeah. But yeah, I would almost say, like, to a fault, Stephen Sheamus is in that group probably a little more than he needs to be. Really? He comments on a lot of stuff, man. More, more than you'd ever imagine for a guy who, uh, he's got to have a ton of stuff going on. But one thing I saw him do, like there's this one lady who uh, did a post in the fan group and she was not really complaining, but she was just a little upset. She got a ticket for one thing and wanted to exchange it for another thing and they wouldn't let him. Stephen Seamus jumped in the chat and said, hey, give me your name, give me your number, I'll take care of it. Like, who, who would do that? You know, who, I mean, that doesn't happen. No. You know, with most conventions. Nope. Or for anything, right? Even yeah. like a Phoenix Comic Con or a C2E2, yeah. like... Amazon, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that, that I mean, one too, right? The the CEO of any of these things right. isn't isn't jumping in on no. fan groups, so he, he cares, which is awesome. Big ups to to Steven. Yeah, I got his back. Yeah, <laughs> no, like he, it's it's always been good interactions with with him for everybody. So it's I, I'm excited. I really hope uh, we get another Phoenix one. Me too. And they uh, haven't announced the next one yet. Yeah, so it's got to be coming up, though. I have a theory. I have a theory. We, we were looking at the map, and we were yeah. looking, like you said, it started in Long Island. Yep. And then it went, basically, it's just going from Phoenix to Chicago to Seattle, back to Phoenix, back to Chicago, back to Seattle. I, 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 my gut tells me they're going to go back to the East Coast. Um, like I, know, Boston, I know a lot of people back to Long Island. have been asking for it. So. Yeah. I'd see. I've been back to the East Coast since day one. It, it's yeah. it's been in Phoenix around the same time, kind of beginning of the of the year, the last two times it's come here. So I'm hoping that we get kind of a surprise con popping up here shortly. Because this is around the time they announced it last year uh, that that we were going to have it for what was it January or February? So January. Yeah. it's getting close though, right? It's yeah. It's, I'm going to call it middle of November. Yeah, it's getting it's getting close, but I know they don't want to announce anything till they got guests lined up. So, because as soon as you say, "Hey, we're coming to this city," everybody starts climbing for guests. They usually have one guest like in the can, ready to go. Drop it, yeah. Okay, yeah. Thor's coming. 
now. Yeah. We've lit the candle. Now you guys all freak out and wait for the more guest announcements. Because people want guest announcements immediately. That's oh, the yeah. one thing about the fan groups. These people are freaking piranhas. You announce one guest and it's like, what is the next guest announcement? It's like, we just announced Tom Holland yesterday. <laughs> just, just let just, that marinate for a yeah. second, you know? Start Who's planning. Next? Start planning. <laughs> like That's not good enough. Well, it's because everybody's excited. It's, yeah. It's, oh, I know. Right? You, I want, know. you want more, 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 more. Like, Calm down. Calm down. It's going to be fun. Yeah. It's It's been cool. I regret. Tom Holland was at our first one. I, I regret not uh, not doing a selfie or a, yeah. a autograph or something with him. Like what? One hundred percent. Right. Oops. Have you guys Have you guys watched the? Because uh, Ace posted the Tom Holland uh, uh, Mysterio uh, panel that they did. Uh, no, I haven't watched it. It's such a good panel. These two, the chemistry between. Uh, God, why can't I think of his name right now? Jake Jake Jiggly Balls. Jake Jiggly Jiggly Balls and Tom uh, Ballin. <laughs> was uh it was late at night because it ran late and they were just so tired but man these two are you could just tell their friends it's worth that's a watch awesome. of all the ones watch from ace that's the one i think that's part of what makes like the marvel movies so cool is they all seem to get along really good they all seem to love the characters and being part of this and like i think that's part of the reason why they go out and do an ace comic-con too is they want to meet the fans that they want to hear people come up to them and be like oh my god i love spider-man or i love captain marvel like I, like other franchises you know like you said maybe even like a star wars or uh the dc movies like those people aren't out there all the time i, I feel like uh i feel like the marvel actors are, are trying to get out there because even tom holland did like a I forget which texas con it was but he was at a texas con a couple years ago like he he's been around too before he he got uh, to be friends with Ace. Like Paul Rudd was at C2E2. Like they're, they're sprinkled around every once in a while, even at uh, non-Ace Comic-Con Comic-Cons. Yeah. And Holland's just going to blow up. I mean, he's... Seems like it, man. Like he's, he's enough, right? Beyond just Spider-Man. Can I share one story about Ace Comic-Con? Because I'm Yeah. Sure. yeah, please. yeah please. Um, the floor is yours. So we were doing... Um, we had a booth space. We had a, a 10 by 20 booth space where we were hosting our own uh, interviews for the Chuckle to Comics show. And while we weren't doing that, they had us booked on the small stage. You know, they were just kind of going from our booth to the small stage right outside of Bartis Alley. And we had a five o'clock interview on the small stage with Boss Logic. And it was booked. And this was about 4.30 and fucking Boss Logic. I'm like prepping for the interview and stuff. The guys at Ace come over and say, hey, Brie Larson and Tessa Thompson are running late. Can you go up on the main stage and fill some time? I'm like, uh, what? Yeah. Okay. I mean, and the people were in their seats. There's like, you know, 30,000 people in their seats waiting for Brie Larson and Tessa Thompson. And they're like, hey, could you go up there and, and, and just explain to them that they're running late? It's like, yeah, I can go up there and explain that they're running late. Uh, I got a couple minutes, but I got this five o'clock last logic thing. So I get up there. And I'm like, hey, everybody, how's it going? You know, they're running late. They want to get, they got to get the photo ops done and then they'll be out here in a second. So I'm about to leave stage and I look over and the stage director's like, stretch it out, stretch it out. <laughs> Oh, like, stretch it out. Stretch it out how? <laughs> what am I supposed I, to do with this? Yeah. What do I do with my hands? <laughs> yeah, so I'm standing there in my gold sequin jacket, which I just happen to be wearing. And uh, <laughs> so I decide to have a cosplay contest. I'm like, okay, nice. who's coming up on stage? It's going to be Captain Marvel. So I just start asking everybody in this massive audience on this huge main stage. Uh, anybody, all you girls dressed as Captain Marvel, come on up on stage. This This will kill 15 minutes, sure. So I get like 30 girls up on stage, all dressed as Captain Marvel, little kids, grown-ups, and all that stuff. 
go down, introduce everybody. We pick a big winner based on applause. Killed like 20 minutes. I'm thinking I'm gold. I just, I just solidified myself in the Ace Comic Con pantheon of awesomeness. I look over at the stage director. She's like, no, what? what? So I, I'm like, uh, okay, let's have a trivia contest. I have no trivia questions. I'm just pulling stuff out of my brain. Everything from Superman to Captain Marvel to, to anything under the moon. So, and by this point, I'm like 10 minutes late for my boss logic interview. They're like, don't worry, we'll push that back. You just stay on stage. I'm like, come on, guys. I've been on this main stage in front of like 30,000 people killing time off the top of my head. I got to go. And they're like, all right, go, go, go. So I do my boss logic uh, panel, which was killer. He's never done a panel in his life. It was the first ever panel boss logic's ever done. Super cool guy. And I get off the stage from the boss logic panel, and the stage director is standing on the side of that stage saying, Hey, could you go back on the stage and tell people that Brie Larson's still running late? I'm like, come on. I can't get back on the stage in front of all these people. And they're they going to they're they're gonna gonna kill me. They're going to throw stuff at you. Kill me. It was like, great. I mean, it, it went well. I'm not putting Ace in any, in any way, but it was just kind of a funny story. They should have been paying you at this point. Like killing 45 minutes. But it was awesome. We had a good time. It sounds it's, like you killed it, though, right? Like I, I don't know if I could have done it. You, you, you pulled it yeah. off, man. It's I wish somebody would have been videotaping it. <laughs> Hats <laughs> off to you, because yeah, like Larry said, I don't know if I'd be able to jump in in the middle of thirty thousand people and just, hey, let's do a cosplay contest. You know, <laughs> like no, that's a genius I, idea. If I were to do that, everyone would learn new curse words. I'd be like, all right, who, <laughs> who's got a new one that we can share with the group? And let's Scott, explain what that means. Scott, there's children here. Please stop. I do, yeah. <laughs> bring them on up. Bring them on up. Bring, bring them kids. Bring the kids here. here. Bring the kids here. We're, we're going to teach the coolest guy on the planet. Uh, yeah. Check out, not to always be pimping our channel, but our sit down with Boss Logic on the Chuck Logic Comics channel is one of the nicest interviews we've ever done. He is the coolest guy. He's obviously, he's from Australia, kind of first tour of the United States. And he's just, he's just a big cuddly teddy bear. He's the nicest guy in the world, so you should check it out. Yeah, that's really cool. Like like you said, you set up the booth, uh, which isn't the first time you've done that. I know you did it at C2E2. Did you do it at Ace last time too? Yeah. We, the cool. first time we did it was at Ace, when it was really just, it was it was two stools and a backdrop. Yeah. Like that, that's the first time we did it. And it was, it was great. It was a lot of fun. Got some really cool interviews. Took it to the next level at C2E2 the following year. We got a 10 by 10 space. We built all this PVC truss. We built like a whole truss structure out of PVC pipe and spray painted it silver. Looked really real, had some great interviews. And then this time at Ace, we took it to the next level. Got a 20 by 10, had like multiple tables. We had other people doing their podcasts from our booth. It was just a blast. And Ace, again, credit to Ace. They were actually booking talent for our booth. Yeah, that's so really it's cool. It's just growing and growing and growing. Very cool. Awesome. So yeah, I remember the, the first Ace Comic Con, uh, for Chicago, where you had the booth with the stools, um, you yeah, had uh, yeah, you had Jim Starlin. Yeah, uh, yes, I remember the Jim Starlin. <laughs> that was a funny I, story. Go, go yeah. ahead. So yeah, I remember I remember watching the video on your channel, and then uh, a couple like I'm like, hey, this is really cool. I might have commented or something, but um, I remember like a day or two later, like I'm on comicbook.com and like IGN and stuff, and all of a sudden I see these Jim Starlin articles about an interview at Ace Comic Con. I'm like, that's shock. I'm like, I know. I know him. You're like, Jim Starlin says he wanted Arnold Schwarzenegger to play Thanos. It's like, well, he kind of said that. He didn't really say that, but that was the headline. 
That was kind of funny because uh, Chris Evans was on stage. And again, Ace Comic-Con, the stage is right there in the middle of the stuff. Yeah. So everybody flocks to the Chris Evans panel. And I've been trying to get uh, Jim Starlin in a booth all weekend. He was He's had a line around the block the whole time. I mean, obviously, it's Jim Starlin. So I'm thinking, okay, everybody's at Chris Evans. I'm going to run by the Jim Starlin booth. And he's just standing there. I was like, hey, man, you want to come by? We'll chat. And he's like, yeah, I got a couple minutes. Super cool guy. And he just came by. We sat down, did it on the fly. He talked all about uh, Pip the Troll and creating Guardians and creating Thanos and uh, what his role was in the movie. This was before Endgame because I asked him, you know, what is your, do you have any involvement in the films or do you ever see yourself being in the movies? He's like, no, 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 they don't, they don't involve me in that stuff. And sure enough, Endgame rolled out and there was that one scene when they're sitting at the, the, the help group talking about everybody that survived the dusting and there's Jim Starlin sitting there next to Captain America. I'm like, you bastard, you told me you weren't <laughs> going to be in the movies and you totally were. But yeah, but to, like we were just saying, we three days later, my buddy Tony at work starts kind of Googling it, and it was on IMDb. It was on, I mean, comic book roundup and resource and all these things. It was on, we found like a bunch of Mexican websites that transcribed it in, in, in Spanish, and it, it just went everywhere. And I got like a thousand hits, which never happens with us. Yeah, that, <laughs> That's that, so was, cool. that, was, that was so cool. Because like, I checked those sites, like, like you said, right? Just for research purposes, mm -hmm. I'm checking them at least once a day. And then, yeah, all of a sudden this one popped up. I'm like, no way. Like, yeah, it, it was it, the weirdest thing. It was it, crazy. And it just yeah. happened so randomly because Shauna, my wife and co-host for the show, she she was at the Chris Evans panel and she thought, holy crap, this would be a great time to run over to Jim Starlin's. So she ran by Jim Starlin's booth and he wasn't there. She circled back to our booth and sure as shit, I'm sitting there with Jim Starlin. Great That's minds. Awesome. Think yeah, yeah. yeah it's so cool. Like, oh, I missed him. And then, whoa, wait a second. There I am. <laughs> so wait a second. If you watch the video closely, like, I, I'm, there's yeah. this one point where I look up and I'm like, ha, ha, ha. Cause that's her jumping behind me, freaking out. Like, oh my god, did that happen? out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah this yeah. is Jim Starlin right here. That's right. Yeah, yeah. that's that was so. Cool, that's man. cool, man. That's yeah. awesome. Great story. Cons, man. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Like I said, I, I think you guys are, are are an awesome channel. You're you're coming up with some really cool ideas. You've stumbled on some cool interviews and stuff, like like the Jim Starlin. Like I really liked your one with Andy Park the last year. Like we we're big fans of his art. He's I, like I really didn't know who he was before Ace, uh, but the first Ace I picked up a print from him. Like he was such a nice guy, such an awesome artist. Like he, he's he's so cool. I was really trying to pick his brain and, and get some Easter eggs and some spoilers. You know, what is Nova going to look like? What is, uh, how are you going to introduce the Fantastic Four? Yeah. But well, he was really he cool. knows all that stuff. I mean, he, well, yeah, he, he has to because he, he has to draw it. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he started working at, at Marvel at Captain America and they said, okay, we're going to do the Avengers. And he's like, all right, well, let's do the Avengers. So he designed what it's going to look like. And he did Ant-Man and he's currently working on uh, uh, Shang-Chi. He's just wrapped. Like this guy designs what the MCU is going to look like on paper. Yeah. And that was just like, oh, man, I could have talked to that guy. For we actually did a, a full hour long panel. I moderated with him on the small stage. And then after we left that, he came back to our booth and we talked to him for about 20 minutes. So that's a really good one to watch too. The Andy Park one. Cause yeah. I just sit back and li listen to that guy talk. I mean, he's, he's done it all. He's, he's designed it all. Uh, he will not give up spoilers and Easter eggs. I tried multiple times. <laughs> well, he'll lose his awesome job. <laughs> right, yeah. It's not worth it. But yeah, I like like I said, he, super nice guy, super awesome, but like such an amazing artist too. Like you wouldn't, like like if you're just like, oh, you know, this guy who works for the Marvel movies and draws stuff, like it could just be okay. But he's like one of the best high quality, like 
Uh, I got to print, I think it's the Age of Ultron one. It's got, you know, uh, Black Widow, a bunch of other characters on it too and stuff. But like Black Widow looks like Scarlett Johansson. It's, yeah. He's just an amazing artist too. He was the one that dropped on Twitter, like the first look of what Taskmaster is going to look like. He dropped yeah, it on Twitter right. and it was Black It was Black Widow fighting Taskmaster. And everybody's like, okay, that's your first look of what Taskmaster is going to look like. Yeah. Now it came from Andy Park's Twitter. Yeah, if that... If if Andy Park tweets it out, you're pretty confident that the costume department's gonna lock it. Like yeah. the, they're they're gonna try to make it look like that drawing. Yeah, he's really oh, excited yeah. about Shang Chi because I mean he's obviously an Asian American guy, and just to, to develop to develop this this movie that's that's based around a, a Asian main character. I mean we've seen obviously Asian heroes and Doctor Strange and stuff like that, but to, he seems really stoked about uh, doing Shang Chi. That's cool. That's cool that like yeah, like that's like you said. That's that's cool that he gets to be a part of that. I, I can see how that would be extra special, right? On top yeah. of doing like an age of Ultron, this one's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm just excited for the potential of a real Mandarin from that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that is yes. a Ten Rings movie. So yes, Amen, Jeremy. None well, of this fake Mandarin nonsense. Well, I, I think one of the things, and, and you kind of pointed out earlier, Chuck, that uh, like. In regards to like some of these artists and things like so like honestly for, I'm, I'm a huge comic collector as well and so i've there's a couple people that i've chased around for for a couple of years like trying to like I said either get autographs for or or or, or just even like chat with for, for a few moments honestly i said I, one of those people for the longest time was john romita jr um i like whenever i've like whenever i tried to see him it's either been at san diego when like so the line's been too long or, or another another convention where it said it's just been like three four hours people just camping out you know just to to, to get signatures from john romita we went to we went to ace and we literally just walked right up to john romita and literally had an entire conversation with him and had him sign our books <laughs> like it was and he was cool. doing it yeah. for super cheap because it was all for charity. Yeah, he was doing it for yeah. like five bucks a signature. It was like five bucks, yeah. That was at Ace? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the first year. The first year in Phoenix, he was oh, there so doing, cool. yeah, $5 signatures for charity. That's cool. That's Larry cool. Hama was at the Midwest doing full body pencil sketches for $40. Oh, wow. Like, wow. Full body. Yeah, that's a great price. That's I cheap. asked him that. I'm like, really? I, he, we, again, we had him in our booth. We had, yeah. Another good interview to watch is the Larry Hama history of the G.I. Joe uh, interview that we did with him. But I asked him off camera, like, dude, you're doing full body G.I. Joe and then sketches for $40? He's like, yeah, why not? Like, because you're Larry Hama. Because yeah. you could be charged <laughs> doing a bunch of these things. You, yeah. you created what we know of the G.I. Joe. Yeah. Not to mention Wolverine. I mean, this guy's a legend. Yeah. And he's doing, like, like most Comic-Cons, you want to sketch, it's 50 bucks for a half a head, yeah. you know? And he's yeah. doing full body yeah. sketches for $40. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Well, yeah, I, I, I ran into a it wasn't a, it wasn't at Ace. It was actually at uh, uh, amazing. I think it was an amazing Arizona. Con no, it was amazing Las Vegas Comic Con, uh, where uh, George Perez was doing twenty five dollars sketches, like like wow. full on, like full body twenty five dollars sketches, and he just like because he he wanted to appreciate his fans. He wanted to knock out as many as he can, and yeah. and that's it. Like. He worked. He worked basically from from morning to night on sketches, and it just he spent as much time with you and and talked with you while while he was doing his he'd sketch and talk at the same time. So it was a, it was a crazy cool interaction. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, Tyler Calvert brings up Mark Bagley. I remember I we met him. Yeah, I was just yeah, looking we, at that chat, man. Was, yeah, he was really cool. Yeah, he, he was, was sketching. Really cool. 
right? He was sketching when he signed it for either me or Jeremy or, or both. Like, I, no, I think it was me. Like, I had to wait. He's like, just give me a second. I need to finish this part right here. Like, yeah, no, it was, me, it was, yeah, Larry, that was me and you when we were yeah. trying to get our signature. Hurry up, Mark. Let's yeah. Get over <laughs> well, yeah, he was sketching and he's like, if, if I stop, I'm going to, like, I can't stop right yet. I, I'll lose my, like, spot or whatever. And so, like, I, but we go, had to go stand ahead. There him draw for like five minutes too yeah, like so it just, was amazing yeah and not be creepy and be like like oh i'm just sitting here watching you dude like i was invited to stand there and watch it it was uh it was really neat but yeah he signed uh that was when jeremy hooked us all up with a bunch of comic books like he signed a he signed a spider-man comic book for me it was it was really cool can i'm looking at the chat here we got rafael corona my buddy nice. my one of my best friends he asked when will there be a latino hero thoughts <laughs> Only because I see Raphael Corona. I mean, no, so I mean, if if technically, if we get a Nova, yeah, why not? So a, a Nova. I mean, every version of Nova has been a Latino, so for the most part. So let's like that would be a great way to have that a major Latino person. I, I'm saying Nova, we get one. Yeah, Pedro Pascal is the Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know it's not yeah. it's not the MCU, but it is in the world of fandom. It's actually a lot of. Uh, Hispanic people in the uh, in the Mandalorian. Yeah, uh, Carlos Esposito, Pedro Pascal, uh, Gina Carano. No, she's probably Italian. But anyway, <laughs> Tyler's jumping in with uh, yeah. yeah, Robbie Reyes uh, was Ghost Rider. Oh yeah, there you go, Ralph. So yeah, Robbie Reyes. Although yeah. I, to to discredit <laughs> Marvel a little bit, they did just cancel that Ghost Rider solo project yeah. coming to Disney Plus. So that. He didn't last long as a main person. Yeah, he was at uh, Chicago Comics, which is like three doors down from my house. And uh, cool. who's the actor guy from uh, Agents of Steel that played Ghost Rider? Um, uh, Ray or uh, Robbie Reyes. Reyes. Robbie, uh, uh, the actor. Yeah, that's that's Ghost Rider. Uh, what was his name? Anyway, yeah, he was he was at he was uh, at, no Gabe, uh, Gabriel, not Luna. Is it Gabriel Luna? Yeah, Gabriel Luna? Luna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was at Chicago Comics. Cool. Mere days before they announced that they were going to cancel the show. He's oh, bummer, man. You were so excited last time I saw you. <laughs> that's crazy. Um, that's cool, though, man. Um, so, like, we're talking Chicago. Like, uh, you will be out at C2E2. Are you going to have a booth set up again, most likely? I got some bad news. I got that's some bummer news. Um, I can say this now because we were planning on something really special at C2E2. It was going to be a giant. 30 foot round space. Uh, I called it, we were going to develop it and, and host it. It was going to be Podcast Island, where we had, we designed it where there's going to be like four different sort of booth stage areas, you know, a lounge with uh, couches and stuff, a tabletop or two top uh, podcast, a four top table, all mic'd. So people like STS guys, now you guys could come to see we do. We could all host our podcasts and our YouTube videos. From one central spot in the middle of, uh, in the middle of the show floor, and I talked to the people. We had a conference call uh, with people at Read Pop, and they loved the idea. They loved it. I sent them all these renderings and stuff. Uh, just got an email yesterday. They said we can't do it. So unfortunately, it's not happening. Uh, maybe maybe further on down the trough, but they just didn't quite have the time and the manpower to pull it off. So that's kind of a bummer. Yeah, but, that is. But maybe yeah. you planted the seed. So even if it's not C two E two. Like they repop does a bunch of other shows too, so maybe yeah. they can incorporate it into another show before they get back to Chicago, yeah. or maybe next year Chicago when they have more time to plan. That well, cons consider this announcement when this finally happens, and I have a feeling it will one day. Uh, we've planted the seed once it eventually grows. 
Chuck Lord Comics, STS guys, Comic Core, all these people get together in one. Maybe it's New York Comic Con 2020. We'll all get together. We'll be broadcasting live. One hundred percent, we'll do it. Yeah, no, we, we we are already down. I think we will do a booth. You know, we'll probably just do our regular ten by ten, and uh, you know, just host some host some stuff. We got our hotels booked. We just don't have a booth space yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that one at Rosemont too? Where? No, Ace that's it. McCormick Cliff. That's like downtown Chicago. Oh, okay. uh, have you guys been to C two E two? Any of you guys? Mm. No, I, I have not. It's, no, it is insanely awesome. Obviously, it's Reed Pop. It's the same people that put on New York Comic Con. They put on Star Wars Celebration. It is the most. Well, you guys go to San Diego Comic. You guys, you guys know big Comic Cons. Well, C2E2 is no smaller than New York. No smaller than San Diego. It's massive. It's freaking huge. But what sets it apart from places like New York? Because if the Javits Center is not a big place, it's sort of a. It, they've outgrown the Javits Center a lot. But McCormick Place yeah. is huge. It is. It's so spacious. You can move around. And it's in Chicago, so it's cold outside. So they've designed this event space to where you never have to go outside. You can get, you know, to hotels and bars and panels and all that stuff without ever, without ever having to go outside. And it's just the, the floor space is huge, and the the artist alley is in the same building as it's in the same room as you know the the exhibit floor. Whereas like a New York Comic Con artist alley, you got to walk way far away. You got to leave the exhibit space. You got to what did I say? New York Comic Con? I'm rambling. I know. <laughs> but it, it's killer, man. I mean, C2E2 is is sick. So if you've yeah. never been, you got to go. And it's dirt cheap. Yeah. That's always a plus. <laughs> yeah, from that, coming out of town, that's always a plus. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, 3D, 3D pass for 80 bucks is not, not bad. Yeah. That's not C2, bad. C2E2 is definitely on our radar. We definitely want to go. New York Comic Con and, and C2, are, I think, and uh, Emerald City are the ones that we haven't gone to yet that we that are on our, like, must do list. New yeah. York's a bit of a nightmare because I mean it's great. They get all tons of talent, but it's such a small convention center that they just they funnel you in and it is just like you're packed. You're packed. And just to get onto the show floor is crazy. They only have one bar that <laughs> instead of a bunch That's of alcohol, it. there's only one place to buy a beer. And uh once you get on the show floor, you're, you're just crammed in there. And if you want to go to Artist Alley, you have to leave the show floor, go down in two hundred yard hallway. Into a whole nother convention hall, which is Artist Alley. Sounds but like it's all under one roof. <laughs> it's a bit of a nightmare. Yeah, that kind of breaks it up a little bit. That's weird. We were actually talking to the people, not to just ramble, but we were talking to people at uh, uh, Reed Pop, and we were talking about doing our little podcast island New York Comic Con. They said they're actually expanding the Javits Center just for New York Comic Con. So they're going to build a whole nother wing. They're, they're basically just rebuilding the whole thing just for the convention center because they know they've outgrown it. Uh, the year that we went, they were having panels. They weren't even doing their panels at the convention center. They were doing the panels at Madison Square Garden. So you had to like leave, leave and go like to Midtown to go check out a panel. Oh, dang. Which is crazy. crazy. Like San Diego's kind of doing that too, right? The San really? Diego convention center's got some uh, <clears throat> some uh, construction supposed to be coming up too to try to get them some more space. But like same idea, right? Like uh, the the big thing for the longest time is will like CCI leave San Diego? C the city of San Diego has to do it to to keep them around. I'm sure similar issue for New York and, and Reed Pop. Like there's other places in the New York area where maybe you could move this convention. You you gotta you gotta make sure you have a good, up to date you know state of the art convention space to to host these mega conventions. Yeah, because the the amount of people that come is just 
ridiculous for those. Huge now. It's I mean it's been forever or for quite a few years at least. I mean to come full circle to people at New York Comic Con and Reebok could take a cue from the people at Ace Comic Con do the entire convention at Madison Square Garden, which you know they've got multiple rooms inside Madison Square Garden and do your panels on the show floor. I mean that holds like a hundred thousand people. I don't know. Just a thought. Yeah, well, it sounds Diego, like a solid idea to me. Put a pin in that, New York. Yeah. <laughs> San Diego has the uh, Padres baseball stadium across the street. Like people yeah. have been saying that too. Like, why did you just put Hall H in this, you know, forty thousand seat uh, stadium? Like, it I, wouldn't be the same, but at I, least everybody yeah. could go. I think that would make a lot more sense to pop in. It's not like there's anything going on in that. Well, they stadium. yeah, like for, for San Diego, they specifically don't let baseball games happen that weekend so it's yeah. it's always empty or they're doing some other event over there yeah the year the first the, the first year we went to new york comic-con it's like 2006 i think but it was the first year they did the uh panels over at madison square garden and no one was was used to that so nobody went so oh. we, had, we had done the cramped convention space thing we did the artist alley thing it was like you know what they're gonna do this uh killer panel with stan lee and, and uh, uh kevin smith and chris claremont and all these guys so we're like, you know, let's just go to that. It's included in your ticket price. We went over there. We showed up a couple hours early. Walked into Madison Square Garden. You know, we're from Chicago. And we're, we're rolling into Midtown Manhattan. And there's, you know, Andy Circus is sitting on stage. It's Andy Circus sitting there talking about Planet of the Apes 3. And they showed the trailer that no one ever saw. And this was like months in advance. And there was nobody in there. It was just, it was empty. And it's like, Crazy. that's that's a pretty cool place to have a panel. It's this massive room. And yeah. then that ended, and then sure enough, Kevin Smith came out on stage, Stan Lee came out on stage, the mayor came out on stage and officially called that day Stan Lee Day. And it was just this amazing moment of Chris Claremont, Kevin Smith, Stan Lee, a bunch of other people on the stage. And we looked around and me and Shauna are like three rows back from the front. We look around and the place is like asshole. It's like, man, so many people are missing out on this thing. So it, it's a good place to have a panel is kind of where I'm getting at. Yeah, no, that's that's a good point. And like you said, it's it's there. It's close enough where if they if they make sure they communicate it well, which I'm sure they've been lessons learned since 2006. So you just got to communicate it well and show everybody where to go for, for the panels or like you said, or even just try to host the entire thing in Madison Square Garden, which would be pretty cool. Yeah, I just just the idea of having it in Madison Square Garden would right. be pretty it just cool. Sounds oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For right. people it's, out of town, I mean, God, it's Madison Square Garden. You might as well yeah. have it inside like, the Statue of Liberty. Sure. Like Jay-Z sings about Madison Square Garden. <laughs> Jesus. Led Zeppelin played here. Uh, You're welcome, Scott. Oh, uh, my God. I, uh, thank you, Larry. You just made my night. So uh, speaking of interviews and things like that, Larry, we last week teased an interview. I'm going to tease it a little bit more to today because you gave me a video to put on here. Uh, that I think is probably the greatest thing we've ever done. Um, do you want to set this up before I play it? Yeah. So uh, on Friday, November 15th, we're dropping a special episode, audio only. Uh, it'll be available on Spotify everywhere. We got to talk to Brian Volk Weiss, the creator of The Toys That Made Us. And we can't show it until Friday because Toys That Made Us Season 3 doesn't drop until Friday on Netflix. So it was a fun interview. We're not, like I said, this is we're probably going to get in trouble for this. But we're going to play a quick snippet from the interview for you guys to hear now yeah um, so this we'll call this the spoiler so if everyone's ready okay this is the worst interview of my career 
<laughs> so, uh, if you want to find out why he says that, what did you uh, say? That's so great. Tune in Friday to the SDS guys. <laughs> Worst interview of his career. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. It was it was a great interview. There is a context to that. You need to go check it out and see. It is uh, it, it is a really good interview. We had a really good time talking with him, and uh, uh. He, I think he really enjoyed talking with us. You can tell that he uh, he appreciates our, our our fandom. So keep an eye out for that. That'll come out. Like Larry said, we're going to try to push that uh, early, 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 on. early Friday once the embargo lifts for it. Yeah. Then Is it an embargo so, for Netflix. They, apparently, yeah. We've literally got a warning email. <laughs> it like, may this it is embargoed until Friday, November fifteenth. It, it may be because we talk about some of the stuff that's like kind of like hush hush on there so uh there's spoilers right there are some definite spoilers that i don't think they wanted out yet so so yeah we have some embargo on that until friday but yeah check it out friday you'll get some good background info on uh some of the goings on of the show you don't want to spoil info on a toy that came out 40 years ago (laughs) yeah so so there's interesting things that happen with some of the the background (laughs) stories that i think they don't want us to be the people to (laughs) to leak true but it, yeah, I was. It, we so we've seen Toys That Made Us season three. It's really amazing. Make sure you go watch it on Friday. Yeah. Um, before we wrap up, I, I've got two more questions for Chuck. Okay. First one, right? Uh, you're in Chicago. Uh, I was born in Chicago. Nice. We, we moved when I was a baby, so I spent a decent amount of time in Chicago. Like I gotta, I gotta ask you food questions, man, because we we love food. Um, so two Chicago staples, right? Hot dogs and pizza. Where's yeah. your favorite place in Chicago to get a hot dog and pizza? My favorite place to get Chicago and a hot dog, and it's it's insanely expensive, is Wrigley Field. <laughs> you know, everybody's like everybody goes to that Chicago like with all the pickles and yeah, that's all great. For my money, there's nothing better than just a plain dog, nothing on it, just steamed, delicious, plain hot dog at Wrigley Field. Yeah, it has to dog. it has to come it has to come from a ballpark. Yeah, no, no mustard, no ketchup, no celery salt, no pickles. Just give me the, give me the steamy hot sausage dog and a <laughs> wet bun, and I'll just eat it plain. They do have good hot dogs at Wrigley Field. They do. I, I, I think they're they're like a, I think a couple hundred bucks a piece now. Probably right now. Probably <laughs> about right. After they won the World Series, prices like went up ten times. Yeah, yeah. I was, yeah. was kind of pissed. They used to do uh, spring training here, and the the tickets were cheap. And then they won the World Series, and then the tickets like oh, quadrupled in price. I was like, "Wait, what the? When the hell? No, that's the Cubs." <laughs> like, I can see Wrigley Field on my window right now. We're like, we're that close to the field. That's the neighborhood we live in, and, and nice. I used yeah. to be able to see a game for like eight bucks in the later seasons, and now you, there's no more eight dollar games now that they won the World Series. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, we we lived a couple blocks from Wrigley Field, so uh, oh, cool. I, I was gonna ask, I was gonna ask you too, Cubs fan or Sox fan, but I clearly know it's got to be Cubs fan then. I'm actually, I don't like sports. Uh, <laughs> I'm not a sports fan at all. It's for the nerdy guys. Yeah. But if I had to pick a sports man, I mean, if I had to pick a baseball team, it would be the Cubs without a doubt. Pizza, right. though, yeah, not, pizza. not to deep dive the pizza too much. Uh, there's pizza <laughs> I recommend for people out of town, and then there's pizza that I eat myself. Eat myself? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You said that. Lou Malnati's, Malnati's and Paisano's all day. Now, forget Gino's East. Forget Giordano's, that, that's for the tourists. Lumanati's and Paisano's, and the reason I'm saying them both is because they are practically the exact same pizza, 
little bit of history on the pizza in Chicago, Lumanati's and Paisano's, they were brothers. So it's the same family recipe, same sauce, same crust, different box. Did you know that? I did not know that. <laughs> it's the same not. pizza. I haven't, I haven't been there. Uh, people will... argue about, no, I like Lumanati's. No, I like Paisano's. It's like, dude, it's the exact same pot <laughs> in a different box. So my my favorite, like I haven't been to haven't been to a ton. Uh, have you been to Marie's Pizza and Liquor on Lawrence and Pulaski? Negative. That is my favorite. It is a pizza place slash liquor store. You can't uh, go the, wrong with that combo. The rest, yeah, the restaurant is on one side, the liquor store is on the other side. But you can go over to the liquor store and buy whatever wine, beer, whatever you want, and then just bring it over to your table and eat it and drink it with your pizza. Chicago's weird like that. Like they're like a lot of the bars in Chicago, like not to go off on a rant here, but to get to the bar, you actually, there's no entrance to the bar. You have to go into the liquor store and then there's a curtain and then you enter into the bar. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you got to go through the liquor store to get into the bar. It's the reverse Disney effect. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's weird. It's, it's enter through the gift shop is basically what it is. It's weird Chicago, man. So come to C2E2 in fe the end of February. It would, cool. it, would cool to, it would be cool. It would be cool. Liquor stores. It would be cool to hang out, man. I, I, right. I will. I will definitely have uh, a field day with those type of bars. They're weird, and they're huge bars. Tiny liquor store, huge bar in the back. Hmm. That's crazy. All right, Scott, ask our last question. Okay, so as is tradition with all guests, we need to find out what is the one thing that you can recommend to the people who listen, whether that be a book, a TV show, a video game, a movie, what is it that you are into? What is checkload of comics? You need to get up on this right now. Get up on me. Yeah, <laughs> no, the TV get show. Or movie get up or something or something else. Else. <laughs> what are you really into right now? Like, what are you watching, listening to anything like that? All right. Um, since you're just throwing me into this right now, and I didn't know this was coming, I'm going to give mad props to Mr. Joe Hill. Joe Hill, if you're unfamiliar with him, obviously Lock and Key. He's got the uh, Netflix Lock and Key show coming out. Nosferatu was a it was a hidden gem. Um, anything Joe Hill does, check it out. And since you asked, I just so happen to have this. This was not planned. This week's from Joe Hill is this very special one shot issue of Lock and Key. It's a killer killer book, and in the back of it, it teases one of the coolest comic book comic books that are coming up from IDW publishing I've ever read. So if you want to have something to knock your socks off, if you're familiar with Joe Hill, check out this one shot of Lock and Key that just came out this year, this this week. Look at that dog on the cover. I mean, that's that's just an angry ass dog. <laughs> All you dog right people. It's got a key in his mouth. How did that key get there? Find out by reading this one shot of Lock and Key. Anything Joe Hill does will knock your socks off. He's, he's Stephen King's son. He's, I mean, he's one of my favorite horror writers, novelists, and everything he does in comics is dynamite. So, oh, and he just dropped the uh, Hill House comics, the basket full of heads that just dropped. So yeah, if it has Joe got... Hill's name on it, pick it up. You will not be disappointed. And you want to learn more about that, check out the latest Chuck Lode of Comics, because I heard you guys talk about that last week. We did, and he's going to be at C2E2 this year. Oh, yeah. Come full circle. Hopefully, we'll have him in the booth, and we'll talk to him about nice. it. That would be awesome. All right. So... Uh, Chuck, r remind everybody like where where can we where can we find you on Instagram and Twitter and YouTube and all that good stuff. The number one thing is youtubecom comics. New shows every single Sunday. Run Instagram and Chuckload of Comics. There's chuckloadofcomics.com. 
I just recently put my cat in the header. So uh, big ups to Walter who's sleeping over there. So yeah, go to YouTube, Chuck Load of Comics. We broadcast every single Sunday. This weekend's show, we're doing a full Mandalorian unpacking. Uh, we just got done shooting it. We're going to post it in the morning. It's like a, I thought it was going to be a 15-minute show. wound up being a 35-minute show. Everything you need to know about the Mandalorian going into it from the history of the armor, who the Mandalorians are, the history of the planet Mandalore, everybody that's involved in the show. is this massive Mandalorian show that's going to drop tomorrow morning on YouTube. Chuck Loda comics. Nice. So that is Sunday, November 10th which is just in time because uh, Mandalorian drops on Disney Plus on Tuesday, right? Yes. Uh, so I'll definitely be checking that out before yeah. I uh, get my Disney Plus fired up, which... No spoilers. It's not spoilers. Yeah. So just uh, so you know. It's crazy that that's this week. Um, it's going to be awesome. Where's my app? That's what I want to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah Where's right. Where's Disney Plus app, man? Right. I don't even have an official login yet. Like, I'm, I'm a little nervous, but I'm guessing that all work itself out Tuesday. This one will see. I'm not going I'm trying yeah. to do the whole Hulu bundle thing, but you can't pre-order the bundle yet. You have to wait yeah. till day one to add it to your Hulu. So I'm, I'm a little worried. I'm yeah, there. I feel like they're going to get flooded all at once and then crash. Yeah. Yeah, well, Chuck said it. Yeah, they, like, there's, it might crash like that I, morning at least. Hopefully I they're ready. Two months ago, and I, like, give us the app. Let us download it. Yeah. And just give us a countdown clock. Yeah, you know, exactly. We're not all trying to, to download it. the app at the same time. I'll be yeah. looking for that Mandalorian episode, though. That sounds like a good prep for the show. Yeah, we Perfect. deep dive. Like we went balls deep into the history of the Mandalorians. <laughs> well, I don't know anything about the armor, so yeah, that would be cool, either. interesting tidbits. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, I'll, as, I'll as long as you don't focus too much on that chump Boba Fett. Very little. Very little. Good. See, good. there you go. You can you can tolerate it, Scott. <laughs> yeah. Good. <laughs> Deal with it. Good. Good. Not right. not my favorite. Not yeah. my favorite. Scott's not impressed. We, we know, I'm not impressed. Should. I'm not impressed of a guy who gets taken out by the side <laughs> oh, of a barge. We, we could go on for 30 minutes about <laughs> Scott's disappointment with Boba Fett. Oh. My hatred great of Boba animated, Fett. Uh, Christmas special, though. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And, and the live show where he does a little break dance. That's it. <laughs> oh, God. Well, I will tweet out uh, the, the new Chuck Loader Comics video tomorrow when it, when it drops. So... Uh, you can find that link if you can't find his YouTube channel. You can find that link on our Twitter, and you can follow us at SDS Guys. We are on Instagram at SDS Guys, and we are on Facebook at the SDS Guys. And I'm Larry from the SDS Guys. Shown like a villain. Word. Word. <laughs> so yeah, thank you, Chuck. Uh, this yeah, is Chuck, it's been a pleasure. Like that I said, was a blast. Big yeah. fans. We really, we really enjoy your YouTube channel, dude. So thank you for coming on with us. That was so much fun. Next time we do it, I'll have better audio. <laughs> you said oh, you sounded great. Yeah. Take, take us out, Jeremy. All right. So, for episode 108 of the STS Guys, I have been Jeremy. Hey, hey, it's Larry. Hey, guys, it's been Nate. And I'm Scott. And we're the STS Guys. Have a great night, everyone. Bye. Bye, Bye Chuck. This is the worst interview of my career. <laughs>
Shut up and sit down.